As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and with me is a man who's about to quit life, cold turkey. It's... <laughs> Oof, uh, it is your health. Steve, how are, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, man. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. Uh, then I watched this movie, and uh, then <laughs> that's how my Thanksgiving uh, concluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, it, it was pretty good. How was yours, Steve? Uh, it was good. You know, uh, I pretty much did exactly what we talked about last episode. Uh, went down to the aunt's house, had a fine mix of American and Southeast Asian cuisine. Um, how about you? Were your uh, parents like thrilled with you and your endeavors with obscurity now <laughs> oh yeah yeah they they wouldn't shut up about it so uh right. i'm like guys let's just throw on the daddy yankee cd <laughs> and uh as we are hispanic we're puerto rican so we threw on daddy yankee and we just reggaetoned all night long i mean what what kind of music do your parents like i don't know why that's a question christian music oh, really uh, oh no Sunday hymns. <laughs> yeah Wow. So, uh, so yeah. Well, so. you know what's weird? My, 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 I don't know if you know this, but my dad was in a. Um, sorry, this is a really weird sidetrack. A Christian singing group really? uh, in the late eighties, uh, oh, mid to late eighties, till we moved to the states, mm. and uh, they made music videos. Oh. And uh, randomly, I don't know how I ended up down this YouTube rabbit hole, but one of their music videos <gasps> uh, featuring my father came up on YouTube uh, a few months ago, and boy, that was weird. <laughs> That, oh uh, man, we're gonna have to watch that and review it on here. I mean, the music's in Spanish. It's not. So it's so pretty bad. You, you and your dad are alike, except for, you know, one's going to heaven and the other is just going to decompose in the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> one of us is delusional and the other one is not. <laughs> I mean, it must. You guys must have had some great conversations. Who knows which? Who knows which? <laughs> That's what makes it fun, Steve. You guys must have had some great conversations around your uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner table. And uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, we're rounding up our month of Thanksgiving-inspired media with uh, Thanksgiving 3, uh, a movie yes. that we watched, uh, the prequel, or the original one. We watched it uh, last year. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, spoiler alert. But hey, check out the episode anyway. And uh, I yeah. was going to say this was our first sequel that we... Re- Maybe it's the first sequel that we reviewed on it by itself. Because, of course, last month we reviewed uh, both uh, WNUF 1 and 2. Um, right. And, you know, I got a lot of sort of similar vibes uh, kind of watching this. Mm-hmm. Um I can see that. Yeah, which we'll have to save till later, so we don't uh, spoil things uh, too much. 
but uh, I just dive right in. Uh, what is your? Have you ever even seen Thanks Killing Three until this episode? Reviewing it for this episode. You know what? Like once I fired it up, I realized that I had started watching it at some point. But I mean, I had stopped it like during the opening space scenes. Um, Me too. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and and not because I thought it was bad. Like as soon as I turned it, as it started, like oh my god, I've started mm -hmm. this, and I think I just like needed to do something else and just kind of never came back to it or something because at first i was like oh turkey's in space this is perfect because it's like playing off things like jason x you know where like jason goes to space well, I'm, I'm, and i'm like in space. yeah and, and like blanket i'm a big fan of the blank in space oh, sure. uh movie trope <laughs> like i think it's like a fun way to do something stupid mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. naturally lends itself to comedy and uh for those that don't know thanks killing the original one and I guess this one too is a horror comedy. Right, right. Uh, about it. So yeah, that, that's my history with uh, three. How about you? Yeah, man. Uh, same, same with me. Almost verbatim. Like, I uh, think I maybe started the third one, still not having seen the original. So, or no, actually, only seeing like the first five minutes of the of the original, and I was like, oh, there's that weird topless like woman again oh so they're doing that again and i was like well i should really watch the original someday and then i just turned it off and never went back to it until two days ago <laughs> uh yeah so what a journey it was oh yeah i'm i'm glad you know we can finally uh put it to bed and i can die a happy man or <laughs> i don't know if i'd say the words happy but uh are you ready to dive a little bit deeper into thanks killing three Yes, please. Let's let's do it. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, Thanks Killing Three premiered November first, twenty twelve, uh, and it's one hour thirty nine minutes, and it's not rated. And you can watch it for free right now on Tubi, um, which is how I watched it. How about yourself? Yeah, I watched it on Tubi as well. Uh, the quality is uh, of the video is very good. Oh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> too good, if you ask me. Um, but uh, yeah. the synopsis for Thanks Killing 3 is as follows. Foul-mouthed villain Turkey carves through the likes of a rapping grandma, a mindless puppet, a wig-wearing inventor, a bisexual space worm, and their equally ridiculous friends on his quest to recover the last copy of Thanks Killing 2. And uh, yeah, that was the funny thing about this. You texted me and you were like, are we doing Thanks Killing 2 or Thanks Killing 3? And I was just uh, like, ho, 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 wait till you watch it and find out, buddy. Because, I mean, <laughs> I was right there with you. I, I thought we were going to be reviewing thanks killing two which we are doing that they just call it thanks killing three because like that's basically the plot of this is um turkey going after thanks killing two which is supposedly one of the worst films uh in history um yeah oh the irony but uh <laughs> i know i know i know <laughs> Tell me about it. But uh, yeah, uh, and for those that don't know, Turkey is is a turkey. Mm -hmm. He's a villainous, murderous turkey who has some supernatural powers, and he's very foul mouth. F O W L. Oh, nice. We gotta go with the puns. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's how they spell it in the. No, you're absolutely right. And now, do you remember him 
I didn't feel like he had the supernatural powers in the first one. He was just more of like a... Well, he did because he was like hundreds of years old. Oh, right. But all right, he didn't really like use them to kill um, the, the the teenagers in that. He just pretty but, much... But he got like melted with acid, but he was like still... But he came back to life, remember? Right. So, I, mean... I mean, all right. So we could say he's kind of like uh, Jason in the way that... I mean, he hacks people up slasher style, but still has the ability to keep coming back for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, he's got, like, powers uh, to get the plot to wherever it needs right. to go, basically. Yeah. Right, exactly. So uh, the director and writer of this film is one Jordan Downey, and uh, his latest film is called The Headhunter. Uh, he previously worked on a few shorts, uh, a, one called Techno Western, and another called Critters Bounty Hunter. And of course, he is the um, mastermind behind the original Thanks Killing. Uh, and he, on this film, he worked with his older brother, Mike Will Downey. And all he, the only other stuff that he's done is he was a producer on something called The Big Ugly. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> and the other credited writer. And he's also the cinematographer. He worked on Thanks Killing as well. Uh, Kevin Stewart. And this guy has a massive like IMDb. He's worked on a whole bunch of sketches like for College Humor and Funny or Die. But uh, basically, he and um, Jordan Downey basically work on like everything together. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, more or less. And they're still working today, it looks like. Uh, and the name of their little production company, I don't know why I said little, but uh, it's called Detention Films. Uh, so uh, who are some of the uh, thespians that uh, brought Thanks Killing 3, or should I call them puppeteers? Um, who are some of the, the people <laughs> that brought this masterpiece to life? Yeah, uh, one thing I did want to mention before I jump into the cast is that this has like a lot of uh, executive producers uh, who I presume are people that uh, backed it on Kickstarter. Yep, I was going to get to that. Uh, yep. Yeah, and uh, this was backed by Kick on Kickstarter. Uh, this has a lot more money than the first movie. I think the first movie, Thanksgiving, had what, like a few thousand for its budget mm -hmm. or something like that. And I think I saw this had like a hundred K. Yep. And uh, uh, I'm glad that you brought this up because uh, all right, they raised the money on Kickstarter. And as of 2012, it was the highest funded horror film on Kickstarter. Uh, so they got in there early. Yep, they sure did. Um, <laughs> and uh, going through some of the cast. And I will say the movie um, looks good, oh, yes, like in terms does. of yes, it does. The, the color the, the color grading because like one thing about thanks Killing one is like the color grading is awful oh the, the I cinematography mean, the video quality overall, is awful I mean it feels like um, a couple of other movies we we reviewed like Andy the talking hedgehog where they just didn't bother to use lights or had very few lights so yeah it right. just looks like it was shot on a uh, like consumer uh, mini DV <laughs> camera or something like that yeah if even right yeah yeah and, and, but I will say like it adds to the charm of the first mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. uh, this one they had a lot more money much better cameras uh, much better lighting and special effects are surprisingly decent in most cases uh, there's some CG stuff and some after effects type particle effects that are actually pretty well done. Mm -hmm. So I will give them that. But on to the cast. Uh, we don't have that many human characters, as you alluded to. 
We do have Daniel Usage, who plays Uncle Donnie. He's one of the human characters. He's uh, the wig-wearing uh, salesman that you alluded to. He's done nothing that you're going to be aware of, so I'm not even going to bother. I mean, is there um, anything in there that sounds like it's worth checking out? Anything? Uh, the Christmas bunny? <laughs> All right, so no. All right, moving on, moving on. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, I, I went through like some of the um, reviews for some of his stuff, and it all was reviewed pretty. Not his performance, because I actually think as an actor, he's yeah, fine. He's pretty, pretty decent. decent. Um, but yeah, these films are not very well reviewed. Mm -hmm. Then we have um, Benjamin Seaman, who does the voice of Mrs. Turkey. Mm -hmm. um, again, not going to know him from anything. Um, he seems to mostly be a writer. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's interesting that he does a voice here. Uh, then we have Christina Blevin, Blevins, who plays a newscaster. I actually don't even know why I mentioned her, other than she's one of the few human ones. Because she's one of the, uh, she's like the only attractive woman in the entire movie, and she's only in it for like five to ten seconds. That's why you mentioned her. Wow, uh, you're you're very you're very upset about this. Uh, <laughs> we do have uh, Wanda Lust, who returns as the naked astronaut right. in the opening you shot. Gotta have she Wanda was Lust. the topless yeah. pilgrim. Yeah. She was the topless pilgrim in the first one. You know her from old porn, <laughs> uh, from your father's porn collection. <laughs> Maybe even your great-grandfather's at this point. I can just see you. like, um, Dad, but I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> He's like, snatches <laughs> it away. It's like, it is Christian porn, son. It is. <laughs> uh kevin stewart uh does the voices uh so he's pulling quadruple duty i guess because he does three voices ronda warm pluck master and meowmer uh then we've got jordan downey who does the voice of turkey yomi wise turkey and the voice of muff and uh i don't remember that what was the grandmother's name uh, Lois. Uh, flois that's right how could i forget because i don't see her credited um, or oh wait i'm sorry yeah. mark m whoever that right. is did flow us uh but yeah there's just a lot of puppets in this so a lot of it is voices and jordan downey i think you know he's the writer director of this he does a good job with the voice of turkey mm -hmm. especially in the first things killing however for those other characters you can tell it's the same guy right. like doing all these voices so you know he's no frank welker <laughs> of star trek ah <laughs> yes all right, I knew we couldn't get through an episode without mentioning Frank, and that's I am okay with that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, is that um, that pretty much rounds out the uh, the cast then, eh? Yeah, the the, the main cast. Mm. Um, yeah. All right, so I, I have a little bit of trivia here. Um, the original Thanks Killing was shot in eleven days, and Thanks Killing Three took over fifty days to shoot. And uh, early on in the movie, there's as we're going to talk about, there's an infomercial that plays uh, on the TV that Turkey's watching. And uh, Ryan Francis and Le Lance Predmore from the first Thanksgiving movie make an appearance. Did you recognize them? Because I sure didn't. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then I don't feel so bad. Uh, and as we said, this was successfully successfully funded on Kickstarter. So, um, all right. Well, anything else to add before we dive into the to the walkthrough here? No, let's let's dive in deep. Let let let's base this turkey. <laughs> oh, good one, good one. Uh, so we open on one giant boob filling the screen. Well, it's not giant. It's just it looks huge because it's filling up the entire screen. 
As we pull out, it's clear that the boo belongs to an astronaut who has a see-through chest plate for some reason, and she's just floating in space. And as Yael said, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think you gotta explain it a little bit. The because she's wearing like an astronaut's, you know, like spacewalk outfit, but they've cut out two holes <laughs> right. in the suit. It's so like you know now it's no longer sealed and everything, but that's fine because you know it's it's a stupid movie. But her boobs, these are basically just like her boobs can be sticking out of it, so you can uh, see them, so they can be seen in space. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's ridiculous. It's a callback to the first mm-hmm. film that opens literally on a shot of uh, Wanda's breast mm-hmm. uh, and then pans out. Uh, and I believe wasn't the first film marketed as something with a tagline that was like boobs in the first eight yep. seconds or something yeah, like that. Exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a fun callback to uh, what they did and the, the ridiculousness of it. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I was on board at this point. Uh, th- yeah, me too, Steve. And uh, as sh- we should have stopped the movie there. Uh, well, I mean, I, there's a few more, you know, seconds that I enjoyed. Uh, but uh... Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. A sign sort of floats into frame that says uh, <clears throat> space turkey crossing and then uh, a spaceship, a very cheesy spaceship in the shape of like a turkey baster uh, zooms by and opens fire on our the floating topless astronaut and basically shoots her in half. She breaks apart like a Monty Python animation and it's just uh, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Uh, and then we hear the maniacal laughter of the classic uh, turkey, spelled T-U-R-K-I-E, in case anyone's wondering. And uh, he opens with basically the same uh, opening line from the original Thanksgiving. He goes, nice tits, bitch, in space. And, uh, yeah. and then the, uh, we see the opening. It says, a film by Cran Berryman. Uh, again, as he all said, sticking with the uh, Thanksgiving puns. And then another ship calls up Turkey, and he's like, oh, nice shooting. And he's like, thanks, Captain Pilot. And, uh, and he, he says that it's a pie, P-I-E-L-E-T. And then Turkey goes, pumpkin? And the captain's like, oh, what does he say? Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a really yeah. dumb, dumb joke. But I liked it because uh, it reminded me of the first Thanksgiving. killing. Um, right, right. And basically, they uh, they warp away, and as their um, as their ships speed by, we see a cardboard cutout sign of "Thanks Killing Two," and uh, we hear the narrator tell us that there's only one copy of "Thanks Killing Two," and Turkey would stop at nothing to get it. Um, and uh, so, all this that's going on, you said you were on board. I mean, I was definitely on board. I mean, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that. Around this time when this movie came out, a lot of people were doing the sort of throwback uh, grindhouse thing, and you could tell they were using a lot of uh, filters on it to make it look like it was like extra grimy and like extra grimy and like sort of seventies looking and stuff. Like, did you pick yeah. up on that? Yeah, I definitely got that vibe too. Um, yeah, I mean the the movie. It, there's some like interesting like choices with like color and uh, filters and things all throughout the movie for sure. But yeah, I, I got the same the same impression. I mean, how were your were you okay with it going that way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fine because I mean, I I'm glad I figured like the film would look better mm-hmm. visually since they actually had you know money mm-hmm. uh, this time. So yeah, I was totally fine with it. I, I honestly I really liked like the whole opening, uh, the whole like 
dystopian. I wish they would have made Thanks Killing Two like with this. Like, oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think they let uh, Kevin Stewart, uh, the cinematographer. I think he went a little crazy on this movie, uh, as we're gonna see. Um, like he he went mad with money, basically. I think so too. I th- I think it, this movie at times I felt like man, someone is making is 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 setting up these scenes and filming them in a way to like hmm, what would look good on my reel? Oh man, you I know? felt the same way. So let's uh, let's move on. Um, so yeah, narrator's talking, explaining a bunch of stuff, and um, so then we cut to oh yeah, they they talk about their hero, who her name is uh, Yomi. And she basically looks like your uh, typical Jim Henson Muppet. Uh, I mean, is that how you would describe her? Yeah. And yeah, she looks a little bit like the bird from like the uh, McKids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or not the McKids, but the whole like McDonald's kids meal thing, minus like the hair. Right, right. I, I definitely get that. Um, so they say this is our hero. She lost her mind, and uh, and then now we are in a uh, a desert. There's a, a dump truck speeds by as the credits play. A dude in a gas mask exits the truck, and then we see another person with a gas mask and a flamethrower, and they are torching a copy of Thanks Killing 2, like a DVD copy. And, um, yeah, so <clears throat> everything was pretty cool, and now, like, those shots of them, of those gas mask people in the desert, like, were pretty awesome. Like, they were in slow motion, uh, to the music of the opening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was still on board at this point. How about yourself? Yeah, me too, man. Looks good. Like, there's been a few, like, funny gags. We're setting up, like, a what could be a fun premise. So uh, I-, I was a little disappointed that it was not going to all be in space. But, <laughs> you know. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. I mean, as far as, like, you know, the films, I, I guess cold open, you could call it. Uh, I know it's not a TV show, but it was it was pretty good. Yes, uh, a, little, a little too good. Uh, so yeah. now it's uh, nighttime in the desert. A spaceship crashes on the ground. Then I thought he was, like, made of rock at first. But um, so basically, Muff? Yeah, Muff, he emerges from the... Uh... So maybe you should explain what Muff looks mm-hmm. like. Muff looks uh, like, you know, a suit of armor, basically, kind of like RoboCop, but Mm -hmm. his face, like, almost has, like, a sort of Cthulhu look to it or something, like... Yeah, like, his mask has, like, the Cthulhu look with, like, like, little, like, things dangling down, and kind of looks like his body, like, he's wearing, like, a suit made of, like, uh, when you say armor, that's accurate, but it's more like... You know, mid two thousands video game crisis armor yeah. or something. Oh, absolutely, and it's not—it's not like medieval armor, right? But yeah, he's like um, I don't know, basically sort of a Terminator or RoboCop kind of homage, if you will. And right. he's got this uh, worm on his shoulder, this talking worm by the name of uh, Rhonda, and um, he—they see that. Um, and did I lose you? You hell. Are you, oh, whew, yes. You blanked out there for a second. Ooh, it scared me. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically they kind of have like a master blaster kind of thing going on, like from, uh, um, you know, um, Mad Max 2. Uh, oh, wait, that's actually Mad Max 3. My bad. Um, but anyway, so the, the worm puppet talks and Muff doesn't really talk. He just makes sort of robot noises. And he sees that a copy of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2 is on fire. 
and he says that Turkey is going to be pissed about this. Um, how would you describe the, the voice of a Rhonda Worm? Sounds like someone doing an impression of a oh, South Park character. Yes, nailed it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite a few characters sound like someone is trying to. And I, I'm sure they actually weren't trying to do that, but that's how it sounds. Um, yeah. I, like just your random South Park weird character of the week. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I got a lot of vibes like this for the duration of the film, as in like, you know. Oh, Steven, so did I. What a coincidence. <laughs> How about that? So now we cut to, it's basically Turkey's home. It's like your typical sort of sitcom, like living room setting. He's celebrating his birthday. There's a huge cake. And he's actually watching sitcoms. Miss Turkey enters, uh, his wife, um, as does his son, who's known as, uh, isn't it weird? First he's called Nibble, and then he's in like Niblar, like when he, you know, when he transforms yeah don't they call him like giblet too at one niblet, point i thought niblet, like niblet. yeah niblet, yeah, okay yeah. is that what it is yeah gotta be careful <laughs> saying that one <laughs> so he uh accidentally throws something in turkey's face um let's see and then the mom for some reason she vomits on the cake and nibble like uh, i don't remember why i think she said she ate something and so then I was like, uh, well, actually, I'll ask you what your thoughts were when, uh, when, the, when the puppet vomited over everything. Like, when we got to this world where everything's puppets, like, what were your thoughts? I, I got a bad feeling immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it was... <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, this is not going to be good. Like, uh, these guys got money. Um the sets like in this movie are like pretty nice. Um, and you notice immediately there's like a custom made kind of miniature set that they created for this house. And like, you know, that takes time and money. And uh, but yeah, anyways, so the scene you're talking about, like where the mom like vomits on the mm -hmm. sun, like I, I was was that supposed to be funny oh, or man. like I, I was that question was echoed uh, quite a few times in my head while watching this film. Because isn't Turkey's reaction, doesn't he say gross or something like that? Doesn't he like... I thought he didn't even really care. <laughs> it seemed like he didn't even care about his... Well, that made, that makes two yeah. of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, my uh, my thought was like, I was like, oh, did someone go like puppet crazy for this? Because, I mean, there's only one puppet and thanks killing one and that's Turkey. I mean, I just, just think it's odd that they're like, well, what are we going to do for thanks killing three? We got a bunch of money. Let's blow it all on puppets. Eh? What do you think? Yeah, dude. And actually, I got a bad feeling before this started because after the cold open, they had like the opening credits. And uh, in between the thousands of producers, it's not that many, but executive producers, but they had like a list of, I can't remember if it was like puppeteers or there's several credits related mm -hmm. to puppets that come up. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are there going to be like a shit ton of puppets right. in this? And uh, sure enough. Now, I want to say that, you know, I don't mind puppets. In fact, it was my job to puppet Donkey at Universal Studios. Um, there's a but I don't know if it was the right choice for this movie, as we're going to see. Um, so out of nowhere, Turkey watches like an infomercial for the Pluckmaster 3000. And um, it's basically this uh, device that 
takes a regular turkey and turns it into a Thanksgiving turkey. And in the um, in the um, uh, commercial, you can see who's going to be our sort of main protagonist in Uncle Uncle Donnie. He's in there trying to sell it. And uh, there's a funny line in here that I wrote down. Uh, do you know which one it is? No, uh, what was did it? Did you marry your wife not for her cooking ability, but because she can fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So they're marketing the Plucked Master to uh, women who are to, to husbands of women who are good in bed, but right, not in the kitchen. Right, I guess. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, some of the lines here, um, they definitely. I mean, aside from the original Thanks Killing, it reminds me again of WNUF and their commercials. How they just have some, you know, sort of just awesome kind of one-liners, and then, and then mm-hmm. the bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh so turkey gets angry oh yeah wait, before he gets angry he watches a news story um with that anchor woman talking about thanks killing Two, how it's been canned that it's like the worst film ever turkey gets angry and he slices his wife in half uh and then turkey encourages his son to get evil and this one and Steve, I, th- I, th- I think you forgot to mention, like, his son is weirdly into and obsessed with the Pluckmaster 3000. And he has, like, he saved up his allowance to buy, like, a toy version of it. Um, why <laughs> would he want something that cooks him as a toy? Right. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to go ahead and state for the record that there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And which, I mean... There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in the first one also, but it's like part of the charm and hilarity here. They're trying to make it like, I don't know, like, 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 like just be like purposely, pur- purposely, full, purposefully on co- like comedic. And it does the not phrase work. You're looking that. for, I would say, would be like weird for the sake of being weird or wacky yeah. for the sake of being wacky, because like. It's like they're trying to go for like a Tim and Eric vibe oh. or like a um, Andre show, whatever his God, show's that called, show like sucks. that kind of like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're kind of, and, and like Tim and Eric, I, I think is a little hit or miss, but when it's good, it's right. clever, it's clever, you know? And, and Tim and Eric, I'm, those shows are like, what, 15, 20 minutes? We have like an hour right. and a half here, a full feature film of weird for the sake of being weird and like when let me ask you this so thanks killing is a parody of what uh the first one uh i i just thought it was like a slasher movie that's exactly it and that's all you need what is this a parody of i don't know man because like you watch the first movie and you and, and if you enjoy it you know you're in it for the stupid over the top kills uh, Turkey's one-liners and him just being a homicidal mm-hmm. maniac, and you know these teens or they're not teens, like they're college <laughs> right. students, uh, not being able to do anything right, about right. it, right? Uh, and like and like the college kids have like their own like weird quirks, like each character had its own weird like stupid thing mm-hmm. about them. You know they were right. interesting. In this movie, there's barely any mm-hmm. killing from the turkey compared to the first one. Um, there's barely any humans, so you're dealing with like these puppets, and like a lot of. In the first movie, there were a lot of puns, but they were all, like turkey puns made by turkey. 
in this movie, there's like a lot of worm puns, right? And puppet puns, and it's just like, and, and the grab. Anyways, I'm getting it. No, of you're. I mean, you're absolutely right. I. Uh, it does not feel like a sequel. No, like to it's. Tank's um, yeah, the problem is okay. So when you look at Thanks Killing, you look at the trailer, you know exactly what you're gonna get. It's like slasher movie, and then they, since you already have your preconceived ideas of what a slasher is gonna be. They can throw in like the puns and the, the sort of like and all the Thanksgiving stuff on top of it. And you can be and right. then there's also a, a real world in the aforementioned, you know, teen, the college kids, basically here. Like, yeah. There is no real world like everyone's wacky. Everyone's making puns. Even our one like there's no straight man to play off of, basically. Uh, even the, right. the dude, Uncle Donnie. Like, he's always wearing that stupid pilgrim outfit or, you know, colonial <laughs> whatever. Or, yeah, colon- he's like, like a colonial George Washington-esque party right, city outfit. Right. So, yeah, th- so you don't know kind of like what they're parroting, what they're, um... yeah, so it's all a bunch of weird for the sake of being weird. Uh, <laughs> please don't stop the episode. We have a lot more to cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this, this was kind of funny. Turkey encourages his son to get evil. And he's just like, oh, oh, okay. Well, mom's carrot cake. Like, basically, he just insults the carrot cake. And um, I liked some of the lighting that they use in the scene. As you said, like, the the movie looks great. It's just they, um, yeah. the writing, just, and the, or the, the synopsis. I mean, everything in the script, like. <laughs> everything right. else it's just yeah terrible. like they... i mean and, and like there are moments where like there'll be like a funny line here or there unfortunately a lot of times it's like in the middle of 10 or 15 other bad right. lines or dumps gags or whatever and you can't even find the i don't know dude i i mean i'm sure people can already tell we didn't <laughs> like this movie no um, it's gonna redeem I, itself just wait you you see uh, I found this movie exhausting. It was. It was. Gosh. All right. Come on. Let's <laughs> let's get through this walkthrough. All, all right. right. All right. So, let's get through all right. It. This is one of the, uh, I guess, many times we just sort of cut to a random thing because, I don't know, I guess everyone was doing drugs when they were make, writing this and they were like, oh, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's It'll play. I think they really wanted this movie to be on Adult Swim or something. I'd argue they were not doing enough drugs. <laughs> right. I mean, I was going to wait. Well, I'll wait and ask that question at the end. So a fly is flying and singing to itself, and then he stops at a dumpster, and we see our female hero puppet, Yomi. She. Oh wait, I, I did get a little bit of a chuckle because at this point I wasn't like completely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feeling like uh, like despondent right. yet. But uh, the fly, while well, it's like buzzing, they do this like shot where like the flies like at the bottom mm-hmm. of the camera. And uh, it's like if the it's like the flies wearing a GoPro kind right. of basically, and you're like watching it around. And as the flies talking, like as it goes to the dumpster, he goes, mm, "How about I just buzz around in here for a little?" Bit? I don't know. There's something about the way he said, "I'm gonna buzz yeah, around in this funny. dumpster for a little bit." Gotta, yeah, like he's the way he muttered it. I, I gotta admit that was pretty funny. Gotta chuckle. And uh, yeah, I mean, and that's basically, I mean, as you were saying, I mean, you've got like ten pounds of unfunny jokes, and if you root through it, you can find one sort of uh chuckle <laughs> uh so yeah. all right he asks uh so she starts talking to this trash monster in the dumpster he asks her if she's looking for her mind and says he's got a friend who will help uh then we see a cartoon cat from there there's like a backpack in the dumpster and then 
for some reason they felt to show us a um, it's like an animated intro for a like a cat cartoon that doesn't exist um yep. and i mean i didn't laugh at it in the slightest at first i thought oh that's i mean kind of i mean how is this going to play into the story later is what i was asking myself <laughs> the, oh it exactly. does spoiler alert <laughs> so yomi grabs the backpack and talks to um oh yeah the guy from uh, pluck master aka uncle donnie he comes out and uh, they sort of have an exchange and basically he ends up helping her out of the dumpster and uh, she sees a sign that says peace of mind and she thinks that uncle donnie has a piece of her mind which man that's just such a stretch um and she really wants to go to thanksgiving land and he says he'll take her there um and uh yeah i mean i just stuff like that just sort of like the loose reasons for the story to happen like uh i mean you already have like if they would have had a strong plot and story and just piled on like the wackiness on top of it then this could possibly work but instead you got stuff like oh i see a i see a sign that says peace of mind do you have a piece of my mind like come on come on you can do better you're better than that jordan downey like yeah, it's it like this movie really the, the the plot's very thin and you could argue though that the plot's pretty thin in the first Thanks Killing too, but the characters are interesting. Right, and I mean and it's basically and, a plot that you've seen a million times before, you know. Uh teenagers right. get hacked up by something. And so then like everybody already knows that plot. So then you can shovel on all the wackiness and weirdness you want and it works. We're here, you don't know what's right. going on. Right, right. There, there's like, you don't know the rules of the universe. I don't mm. think the writers do either. So that's like a problem. Um, and again, I mean, it's supposed to be like a dumb, schlocky horror comedy. So I, I don't know, maybe we're like overthinking it. But by the same token, like when I watch Thanks Killing One, like even though the performances are worse in terms of like acting quality, they're more believable and fun. Like it makes more sense. Like it flows mm-hmm. better. Uh, you're more invested. We're like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to get too too no, far. You're absolutely us. right in everything you just said there. So cut to uh, Turkey and Nibble rise uh, ride on a big seagull. Turkey knocks Nibble onto the ground and he like just explodes in just this uh, cloud of like blood and gore. Uh, then Turkey steals his own soul, his own son's soul, so he can fine thanks killing too like i don't know when when this kind of stuff happens with his magic i mean you're absolutely right he's it's just there to serve the plot it's like he never did anything like that in the first film yeah um and we do have uh kevin ball here in the chat he said uh hello you helen steve so i just wanted to uh, acknowledge his presence any anything to uh to to not think about this movie uh for a few seconds uh and you're correct kevin this does not seem to be cdi content i'm gone perhaps forever he wrote <laughs> no kevin you, now that you're here you have to stay with us till the end you, you know that right it, read your terms of service um so <laughs> now um we are in a nice house and in it sits an old woman and this her actual name is lois but she wants to be called flois uh she's a puppet and she raps so this is a take, I guess. I'm, remember in the 90s when like every movie had a rapping granny because it's supposed to be funny or something? Do you, 
I mean, I don't think every movie had it, but it was definitely sure, like a thing. It was, a it was trope, like a trope. Yeah, and so I don't know or, why. Or, or just an older person, like like a middle-aged person and above Right, rapping. and not only that, like, you know, usually they're also, they swear a lot and sort of say a bunch of sort of raunchy things. Well, that's what we have here, only she's a, a puppet that looks like, God, a garbage pail kid or something. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, she's a puppet. And uh, Kevin Ball said, clearly, these are beloved childhood classics. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so she's a puppet, but she's supposed to be a real person. Right. She's treated like a human being. They just happen to make this character physically like out of, they made a puppet to represent this character rather than having right. a human actor. And she looks like a gross old woman puppet. Like, it's weird because I'm it's like you get a little bit of uncanny valley with her, which usually you get just from like mm. CG. But, uh, yeah, she looks, like, oddly realistic for a puppet, but yet not. Right, I mean, it's just they just didn't want to cast a real person. I guess it was cheaper to make a puppet instead of to, you know, ask someone's grandma to. I mean, and I can understand, I'm sure there's not a lot of grandmas who would want to say a lot of the things that Flois uh, ends up saying uh, coming up here. Uh, it's just an odd choice. And it just makes me think about, you know, what were they thinking behind the scenes when they were doing this? Yeah. I, you know, and, and I do wonder if it's like a money saving thing, like, like you alluded to, because um, they're already like making all these puppets mm -hmm. and they can just have because uh, who does her voice? Isn't it somebody that already? Oh, no, no. They did Mark have somebody M. separate do her voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, because the thing is, Steve, like not only would you have to find like an old like a grandmother age actress to say these things i'd be willing to say it, but she also has to rap and be able right. to rap so I mean, not that uh, yeah. mark m's rapping ability i mean was he would let's just say he wasn't a scotty pippen <laughs> yeah 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 he he didn't make it uh he wouldn't have he would have failed the crisscross auditions <laughs> well said all right so yeah flois is there and then her son uh, jefferson who is dressed in um, like Uncle Donnie in like full sort of colonial regalia. And he's got like a big staff with a butter knife on the end, which kind of plays into a joke later. Um, they sort of have a back and forth. He accuses Flois of being a whore and asks why she can't take interest in what he loves. And then Yomi and Donnie enter and uh, like Nibbles' soul floats around, Evil Dead style. There's a lot of um, sort of uh, callbacks to Evil Dead in this movie. I'll, I'll at least say that. I mean, good on him for that, I guess. Um, Donnie sends uh, Jefferson back to his post. And then Donnie tells Yomi that he's building a theme park called Thanksgiving Land. Turkey sees um, through Nibbles' soul... And he sees that Jefferson has the Thanks Killing 2 DVD in that uh, in Yomi's backpack. And then Jefferson spends um, 15 minutes trying to turn on a light with his uh, butter knife on a stick. What did uh, how hilarious did you think that was? Ugh. Awful. And when that stick is introduced, uh, what is it supposed to be like something from like the, I guess, 1800s yeah, or something like or 1700s? Pike, long pike, something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I guess some kind of weapon that was used mm -hmm. then or whatever, but it's just a stick with like a butter knife, which the grandma puppet like makes fun of him for. And yeah, like you said, he's trying to show on this light switch. And the thing is, like, he could just like walk over and reach the light switch. But instead, he has stopped like 
and like maybe like six feet from right. the light switch and he's trying to use the stick but the stick's just a little too mm. short uh it's yeah. just i don't like to use the word cringe but uh i mean it was boring not even cringy it was just boring is what it was and i yeah. was like this movie's yeah. already long enough and you're like spending yeah this is like 30 minutes longer than mm-hmm. the first movie mm-hmm. also so flois then says that when she dies she's gonna blow god and then a sheet falls down, revealing a large um, sort of uh, mechanism or machine. And basically, that's the uh, the pluck mat. Is that supposed to be like the original like prototype for the pluck master? I never really understood. I think yeah. so. Yeah, because it's called the pluck master ah, one. There you go. And the one that he's selling is the pluck master right, three thousand. Right. But uh, I did want to put out Kevin Ball. Uh, Kevin doesn't live in the states, and he wrote as a non-American. I take this movie because I put a link to the movie. Uh, I take this movie to be the absolute gospel with respect to the important to this important American tradition. Hashtag educational. <laughs> I mean, I would say thanks killing one. Yes. Uh, this. I mean, if you want to suffer through it, I mean, that's your business, buddy. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so the doorbell rings. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Sheet falls down, revealing the original Pluckmaster. The doorbell rings and Jefferson. Oh, it's called a long pipe. Jefferson thinks it's, I guess, Amazon delivering his new long pike, and they sort of ha- he sort of like um, imagines that it's like showing up, and he's like, "Oh, m- mom, it's my new long pike, my new long pike." But then we cut to real life, and Turkey basically had just dismembered him, and he's basically just a pile of meat on the ground, uh, which I didn't mind yeah. that. That was kind of funny. I didn't think they would go like that, but uh, but I liked it. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, it, it was fine. I was glad to finally like see some like slasher horror elements uh, in this because there's yeah, not a lot. One thing I notice is that when Turkey is not on screen, this movie sucks. <laughs> and even when he gets on screen, yeah. it still isn't that much better. But at least, yeah, because this is classic Thanksgiving. So he Turkey pops up and then he says, "Looks like he just quit life, cold Turkey." And I was just like, yes, that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah, exactly. Those are, those are like the stupid oh, one-liners. So and so good, though. Uh, you know, f- for all the crap we're giving Jordan Downey, the writer, director, uh, slash voice mm-hmm. of Turkey, uh, you know, he does a good job, like, as Turkey. He really See, I does. Think, I don't blame Jordan Downey for this because, like, I don't know if you noticed, but his older brother wasn't involved with the first one. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Uh Oh, okay. So, so you think it, it's his older Maybe. brother's fault? I'm just, you know, just speculating here, just spitballing. So uh, Turkey okay. uses a Nibla to bring him uh, the, the DVD. And then uh, we cut to uh, Muff and Rhonda Worm walking in the desert. They call to another worm to track down Thanks Killing 2. And I really felt like this scene like didn't even need to be there they probably like probably could have just i mean it was kind of cool they call this other worm and then you see inside he's like sitting in a satellite or something and there's just i was like yeah. wow like they really got a lot out of their one hundred thousand dollars um and it was just to make more puppets even if they didn't need to um so yeah. uh yeah. let's see now we're back uh Flois, uncle donnie and yomi they walk through a, a scary-looking forest. Um, Flois calls Donnie a coward. 
Um, Donnie tells the story of how he lost his family to a pack of wolves because he sent his wife and kid out to get stuffing. Like, what did you think about his backstory there? Um, I mean, just, I don't know. At this point, I gotta be honest, like, so this one, uh, during the first half of the movie that I watched last night, and I was like tuning in and out (laughs) of it. Uh, and when I told you before we went off air, I'm like, uh, on air, I was like, you know, I feel like I missed a lot of details in it. And this was oh. one of them. Uh, <laughs> great. Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, but hearing it now, Steve, uh, I don't care. Right. Still. Well, it just wasn't funny. Like he delivered it seriously, which you'd think like if he delivered it seriously, it would have been funny. But yeah, I think at this point I was already kind of worn out from all the wackiness and was kind of starting to give yeah. up. And, uh, and cause I mean, th- there really is like always like something weird happening. There's constant, like something happening, something's going on in the background. There's a weird sudden change to like a different animation, like a, like you mentioned earlier, that random animation. So you're constantly bombarded. Nothing is given time to like be taken in. The pacing is God awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, actually I never really, um, I never really felt that it was dragging but um no 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 i agree oh it's too fast it's, it doesn't drag it's per se it's yeah. just like constant you know what? constant you know what constant, it feels constant. like it feels like a disney post disney star wars movie <laughs> you know there's just always so many lightsaber battles and like shooting and crap and then the plot and the story make no sense uh no this is well, way yeah, worse i mean but i'm just saying I mean, it's the same kind of uh you know problem it's like You've got a nice-looking movie now, but then they they shit the bed when it came to like the plot and the story. Um, you get what I'm saying, right? Right? Right, buddy. I, I, I get I get what you mean, but like it's so oh, much yeah, worse yeah. No, than those I, things. I like uh, I I just don't want somebody like coming into this and thinking that they're gonna see, uh, you, you know, uh, I don't know whatever the last Star Wars <laughs> movie was. No, I uh, love it. <laughs> in terms of pacing. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on here. And this, it just gets even weirder from here. Like, I swear, they were making this up as they were going along. Like, then this sort of Gandalf-looking turkey shows up. He says he's a wise turkey. Then he tells the story that wise turkeys guarded the land, and they say that turkey is the last of their kind. He gives Yomi a wishbone and tells her to follow it. He tells Jefferson to protect Yomi and for Yomi to follow the wishbone to her mind. Um, then, uh, the earth shakes and they teleport. Um, there's then a montage of, uh, what's, uh, supposed to be like in 3d. Um, Turkey says Yomi's mind is in his. So I guess he's like using sort of like a, I'm sorry for the star Wars references, like a Jedi mind trick to get her to give him the movie. And, uh, and yeah, I, yeah. Wrote, I wrote in here. So, I mean, do you think that, like, being, you weren't, how, how shall I put this? Your mind was uh, sober when you were watching these movies, right? Or this movie? Yes, unfortunately, so you, uh, I made that mistake. Do you think it would have been better it, so. if you weren't? You know, I started wondering that when I started watching the second half, and I almost got high. But then I said, you know, do I really want to waste oh. my buzz Ooh. on this? And I opted not to. Uh, I, I do want to put out uh, Kevin Ball uh, in reference to what you said. He said you had me at Gandalf oh, Turkey. Well, all right, Kevin. Uh, I'm, I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. Uh, 
But yeah, did you, were you drinking or anything while watching nah, this? I was at work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, 100% sober. So you were high on so, capitalism. Yeah, with my high pay. Sweet yeah. nectar of capitalism. <laughs> right. So yeah, this is uh, one of the times where I think, uh, I'm sorry, what was the cinematographer's name? I want to say Kevin Sullivan, but uh, that's uh, not the name. Oh yeah, from, um, yeah. Me, yeah. That's the, the man Bedwas stole his right, wife right. from. Kevin Stewart. This is one of the times where I feel like Kevin Stewart was really um, just uh, going nuts. Like it's sort of like a weird, like montage slash music video, and then for whatever it's supposed to be, three D. Turkey says Yomi's mind is in his. Um, Yomi gives Turkey the DVD. The door explodes, knocking the DVD out of Turkey's arms. And then in walks Ronda Worm and Muff, and he delivers a pretty good line where he says. Looks like the early worm just got the bird. And I thought that was uh, pretty funny. I mean, at least we're back to, you know, thanks killing one. Oh, where, I didn't. Um, oh, you hated it? Well, I think it was just... Yeah, I didn't. Everything else was so bad, I was just happy to get another one-liner again. Um, I, 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 I can see that. So, they shoot at Turkey. Donnie starts, Donnie starts up the original um, Pluckmaster. And, oh, and I forgot to mention that Everything has like a toot in here, including the pluck master. It's like, and everybody's mm -hmm. like personality is the same, which, uh, I mean, that's like classic, like bad screenwriting, like 101, when all your characters sound the same. Um, just throwing it out there for anyone who's writing a screenplay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I guess uh, I, I guess Thanks Killing Three is not available in all uh, countries because Kevin just tried to pull it up at the link I gave oh, him. So, the, the damn, um, it's the queen. You know what? She's keeping you from watching it. I mean, I, I assume you're in the UK. Kevin, no, no, no. I I think Kevin's in uh, Trinidad. Oh, if I remember well, correctly. you can blame uh, but, the queen uh, anyway. Yeah, Kevin, uh, <laughs> you're not missing. Uh, you'll be fine. There's, be fine. you know, there's other ways, <laughs> Kevin, to attain this movie if you really want to. No, Kevin. There's other ways to use your That's time. That's true too. That's uh, very true. <laughs> uh, Why well, you could start up a podcast. Uh, so not enough yeah, of those. Yeah, exactly. There's not, especially ones where guys make fun of movies. Um. So yeah, yes. Donnie starts up the Pluck Master. Turkey gets put through it and gets shoot out, and he's basically a rotting carcass. Yomi takes the DVD, and um, and yeah, and then Rhonda Worm says he met Turk. This is more sort of exposition. Rhonda Worm says that he met Turkey on Thanks Killing 2. And then t in Turkey's performance in Thanks Killing 2, he somehow put a spell into his performance. So I guess the idea is that if you watch Thanks Killing 2, it somehow gives him like power or something. Um, and that's, right. you know, as we've said, it's one of the major problems here is that like sort of clear motivation and clear plot, like there really isn't any. So everything is just off the wall, batshit crazy. Um, so Rhonda says they have to kill the DVD in space or destroy it in space. And, oh God, this, I really rolled my eyes at this. Muff transforms or basically sort of folds himself in half. And then the worm shoves it. He like lays down and like puts his legs behind him kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Like, like if he's about to, uh, enjoy some missionary where he is being penetrated. Right. Cause that's exactly what happens here. Um, Rhonda worm basically jumps into his ass crack and then he has to enter a code 
and then it opens up this actual, <laughs> as you said, this pretty. Oh, and the code, uh, and the code. What is it, Steve? Like we show him like hitting buttons like on some mm. pad on Muff, and he's saying like what number he's it's hitting like, at. Nine, 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 nine. Then enter like. And it goes on forever. And at the very end, he says, right. "Yeah, that's it." Uh, yes. And it's one of those things where like it might have been funny if you weren't already so disillusioned and like groaned and had already grown some at so many things at this point where like i was just like Ugh. yeah yeah tell me about it it was just another time suck slash soul suck uh meanwhile turkey isn't dead and then he uh resurrects an army of skeleton turkeys which i mean i like the way those puppets look i'll give him that uh then mm -hmm. they come and bring him back to life uh but they say that they uh they lost his dick and then he replaces it with a chainsaw and like yeah as we do i don't know i think when they were meeting to like write this thing maybe they did like smoke a whole bunch and all this stuff seemed funny to them when they were writing it down uh but then they didn't do any kind of rehearsal or anything to see if any of the jokes actually landed um because most of them don't <laughs> Um, yeah, they really don't. So Turkey chainsaws his way into Donnie's place. Turkey shoves the chainsaw into Flois's mouth and basically cuts her up. Then we have another weird uh, montage. Uh, and, and by the way, Steve, I don't know if you mentioned, but we at this point were subjected to several raps from Lois. Yeah. As well as several scenes where she is smelling her like fingers after rubbing right, her vagina, I guess. And it's supposed so to be funny. Dudes. Ha 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 ha. Like, yeah. yeah that's like uh, network like... TV jokes, basically. I mean, of course, like, you know, taken, taken to the extreme. Yeah, like the promiscuous rapping grandma is not something that I ever found funny. I just never did. Especially yeah. when, she... uh, by the way, Kevin, well, I will say it works on golden. <laughs> oh, Blanche, you whore. But, but you know, that's a little different. And I say that you know. with love. I but, uh, Kevin, love. so Kevin Ball had written and, and asked, uh, chainsaw self enhancement. A, what does it look like when he's starting the chainsaw? By the way, he never really, like, there's a couple times where, like, there's a chainsaw starting mm -hmm. sound, but they'd never really, like, show him starting no. it up. It just kind of, just right right it's, uh, it's off screen it's hard to explain you know, he doesn't really have the um the appendages to do so uh so yeah all right so we were in this weird uh, music video montage it's like the the music starts um like sort of pounding and i actually really liked the music for for most of this um although there's yeah. a lot of sort of um orchestral stuff which just which just sort of sounds like lord of the rings or something like that well, and they also go into like this has like four music yeah. videos in it yeah. randomly. Yeah, yeah, that's. And just... it's just like what like I, I one would have been fine like for when like Yomi is like uh, getting put under a uh, turkey spell or whatever, but it happens right. I think there's like yeah, four this or five. Is the of second them. or third one. Um, yeah, I just don't know why they felt like they. It's like, oh, this is what people want to see. This is what we need more of. Like, they just wanted to pad the runtime even more because they had such, you know, maybe they had like a 14-page script or something. Like, I just can't even wrap my head around it. 
yeah, me. They really me needed uh, someone no else sense. to edit it to come in and be like, oh, you don't need this, this, this. Like, I think if they would have got this down to like a lean, like 80 minutes, it would have been a lot more palatable, but still wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, Ke- Kevin, I don't. Kevin said they're saving it for part four. I'm assuming he's talking about the chainsaw starting up. I don't think there's no, going to be a part no, four. No. Um, so, yeah, so we're in this weird music video, and Turkey ends up killing uh, Yomi. He gets his DVD, and um, then Donnie, like, basically, he's told by Rhonda Worm that Yomi is from a planet that all puppets are based off of. So Donnie has to use Yomi as a puppet. It's like, again, like, just making up the rules as they go along. And, like, then it gets too meta. Right. And then, like, everyone's a puppet. And then your whole movie falls apart, and it just does, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, so yeah. Rhonda and Yomi go into Turkey hell to get Turkey. Um, they say that Donnie is too big, um, so he has to wait back with the um, Puck Master or whatever story of my life so, you know what i'm saying <laughs> at least yeah. we get more humor here than thanks killing three did well it's a, it's yeah, a low bar absolutely see. uh they see some there's some annoying rats which i guess are supposed to be funny but they're not uh meanwhile donnie works on muffs yeah these rats talk about just to give people like an idea of the the humor uh in this film the rats like have this like long scene about how they like to eat cheese and then the other will have to like smell the other rat's butt and figure out from the smell what kind of cheese, guess what kind of cheese they ate. And this goes on forever. And then like Yomi kind of plays along with the game too. Like what? Yeah. And it's not funny. It's it's even worse than I'm making it sound. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like brat humor. It's like, oh, we're going to be so edgy and over the top that you're going to think it's funny. Plus, it's coming from puppets, which ho ho is even more hilarious because you know, puppets usually equal Sesame Street. I think that was probably a lot of their right. thinking when they were throwing this thing together. Um, so they continue their trek through hell. Um, they see some uh, skeleton guards, but the guards can't see through their stupid disguises. I forgot to mention that, um, like they've got little like turkey thing, uh, Rhonda Worm and Yomi. They have little like turkey what is it like the little gobble thing the beak or oh they have little yeah, fake yeah, little, little stupid disguise whatever uh yomi then finds turkey and he he puts the dvd into this like <laughs> pretty awesome looking like evil computer or something and then we're in yet another like vi- music video montage and uh turkey is remembering scenes from thanks killing one uh, Rhonda Worm tells uh, Turkey that he's uh, he's gay. Turkey brings out uh, Frank and Turkey. Well, uh, should, do we need to unpack that scene? Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've mentioned that um, Turkey and Rhonda Worm were at some point in a physical relationship at the very least. At the very beginning, like the worm even says that he was impregnated by uh, Turkey at right. some point. Just stupid stuff that doesn't really pertain to the, dare I say it, plot. Just stuff that they thought was funny. And, like, if you think about it, I mean, worms, don't worms, earthworms have, like, both sexes or they're they're asexual? Yeah. Yeah, um, I believe they do. In fact, uh, Rhonda says that later. So there's your uh, Rhonda joke. Worm, when he dies. 
Because later he's like, oh, he gets like cut in half or something. And he's like, oh, both my sex organs are gone or something. I shouldn't laugh, but uh, hearing it from you, it's funny. Uh, Let's see. So Turkey brings out Frank and Turkey, who is this like massive, um, I don't know, uh, Robocop to Kane looking uh, kind of Turkey. He He wants to be called Blarth because Darth Vader and Darth Maul were badass or something. So Blarth battles Rhonda and Yomi, and he takes back the DVD. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Um, Yomi takes the DVD back from Blarth, and she crawls all the way back to Jefferson through the vortex. And Blarth is uh, like hot on her heels, but then Muff shoots Blarth in the face. That was like the only time there was actually any kind of like tension or drama in this entire movie. And I actually thought it was de- yeah. semi-decently done. Uh, yeah, but it, but it was also like too little, yes, too late. So you're absolutely at this point. right. Like every time a music video came up or like some weird random stylistic change to like what we were seeing just for the sake of it, like like you were saying, anytime something came up that was like weird for being weird and would, it would just slow the movie Boy. down, like like a three or four minute like music video thing in the middle of a movie that at this point. Man, I, I don't know about you, but I just wanted it to like. Oh no! Die. I kept uh, turning to my coworker, and I was like, "Man, is this thing still going?" <laughs> I thought you said it didn't drag. Uh, but I, I think maybe towards the end. Perhaps it toward, did. I mean, well, as we figured out, it's like the pace doesn't drag. It's too much. It's so much where you just want it to end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. So Rhonda, she or he was uh, bitten in half by Blarth. And he dies, um, and then there's act- they actually try to sort of have like a kind of sad scene here. Muff hugs. Oh no, he dies because Muff hugs him. Like he's in the- he's in the middle of dying, and then Muff is sad. He grabs Rhonda and kind of in sort of a what's that movie um, of mice and men? Is that it? Yeah, where he uh, just hugs him and kills him at the end. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, then, Wise Turkey shows up, and then, and you were saying about weird for the sake of weird, where style things changes. For no reason, they have an eight-bit RPG style like cutscene battle, um, where mm-hmm. you have to actually read the yep. text. And um, I was just like, "What was the? What was the? Why? Why? Yeah, why?" Yeah, and it kind of looks like it's in the style of uh, Undertale, which is weird because Undertale came out like a few years after this. But uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of text uh, that you have to read through. And yeah, why? I was wondering the same uh, thing Because too. it's why? weird, dude. <laughs> um, Did you, had Scott Pilgrim vs. the World already come out? Uh, I can't remember what year that was. Um, well, I'll, I'll check on it because it, it, it almost feels like they were going for a little bit of that. Like kind of randomness. Having, I mean, of, it all felt Adult Swim to me, man. No, I agree. It felt like mostly like that, and it had already been out. It came out right. In well, see, the thing with Scott so. Pilgrim is it has a strong, concise plot and story, so they can throw a bunch of weird stuff on there. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is just they're just making it up as they go along, and uh, seeing yeah. what sticks and nothing sticks. It slides down like liquid poop. <laughs> Uh, so Rhonda then regenerates, comes back to life, and then climbs inside of Muff and charges up the vortex. Um, Turkey defeats Wise Turkey by cutting his head off with an axe. 
Uh, and that is inside the RPG sort of cutscene, by the way. So it doesn't really have any, I mean, it's just whatever. I don't think that's going to affect anybody. <laughs> uh, Yomi tries to throw the DVD into the vortex, but Turkey shows up and chokes Yomi. Yomi stabs Turkey in the neck with the wishbone, which, I mean, hey, at least they had one setup and payoff. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Turkey then explodes. Yomi and Turkey's, um, uh, their, Yomi and Turkey's head, because his head is still alive at this point, um, he's holding on to Yomi, and they're both about to be sucked in the vortex, but uh, Uncle Donnie is holding on. Um, but uh, Nibla, who I, I think I forgot to mention, he kind of his soul gets implanted into the DVD of Thanks Killing 2. So and yeah. then he shows up, and um, basically he ends up kicking um, Turkey, his dad, into the vortex, and he gets sucked in. And uh, then Nomi also gets sucked into the vortex with uh, Nibla. And uh, again, they try to play it like it's, uh, I don't know, a dramatic scene between Uncle Donnie and Yomi and, and everyone. And I mean, I don't know. It, it could could be maybe. But at this point, uh, I can't imagine anyone who isn't like, man, I just want this to be over. Um Right. So then uh, pieces of Yomi, like foam pieces of Yomi, falls on Donnie. And then cut to Jefferson is at an abandoned theme park saying this is where he's going to build Thanksgiving land. And that's basically the end. Like, right? Did I miss anything at the end there? It's a weird ending. No, I think that's, I think that's pretty much <laughs> it. Oh, no. Um... Did, did you even make it to the end? <laughs> No, I did. I did. I made I it to the end because the one thing you didn't touch on is when we get like the the teaser of a possible uh, mm -hmm. sequel. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have anything to add about the uh, the dramatic climax here? No, it goes on way too long. Um, Donnie is like Uncle Donnie is holding on to Yomi forever. Oh, um, there's a bunch of terrible jokes. Um, the rats that smell each other's asses come back. During that point, they're your time. favorite. Just, just admit it. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else sad. Yeah, so I well, am I'll ready say to that, render my room. Yeah, my I mean, ear. it all. It looked cool, but yeah, it wore out its welcome. Yeah, let's. Uh, oh, let's do this thing. question. All right, um, Turkey Velasquez. Man, that'd be. A, do uh, you think that Thanks Killing 3 should be um, tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or uh, remembered for as long as Thanksgiving is celebrated? Oh, I am going to go with toss it into the uh, black hole of obscurity. I was severely disappointed. Thanks Killing 1 is fun. Um, it's uh, irreverent in a, in a really like fun way. Uh, this was boring uh yet very busy um at times it's like visually interesting but you also can't wait for it to be over uh anyways what say you steve oh, well said there um partner but man i uh, pretty much echo all the same sentiments huge disappointment i was just angry uh, yeah like, you know i compared this to wnuf and i just want to say that the sequel for wnuf though 
inferior to the original WNUF, does not drop to the depths of one Thanks Killing Three. It's uh, it was still enjoyable yeah. and one that I might watch again someday. This. I don't even know if I've ever even met a piece of media that deserves to be tossed into the black hole of obscurity more than this movie. Um, Yeah, this is by far the worst Thanksgiving-related piece of media we've reviewed uh, this year. And I I was reading through some of the IMDb user reviews for the movie, and some of them were from, like, people that backed it on Kickstarter. And, yeah, they were talking about, you know, how they were, like, pissed, uh, how it was nothing like it. And I guess, like, what the Kickstarter, and I didn't go back and look up what the original Kickstarter presented, but I guess it kind of presented itself like, hey, yeah, this is going to be like in line with what we did in the original one, but in space. Like it was sold Aww. on Kickstarter as like, yeah, it's going to be it in space. And then that's so not what it is. Something must have happened. All. all right. Maybe, maybe they weren't expecting to get so much money. And then when they got it, they were just like, oh, why well, just do, you know, the same thing in space? Where we could do something totally different, but with a shit ton of puppets. Uh, I mean, which I don't know. Like when someone gives me a lot of money, my first go-to is not more puppets. <laughs> like, right. And, and the weird thing too in this movie, like you know, in Thanks Killing the One, the main character really is the turkey, and that's who you watch it for. In this movie, he feels like a secondary yeah, that's character. A big at problem. Best. Yeah, like I said, whenever he's not on screen, um, it sucks. Like. I mean, are you ever going to quote anything from Yomi or Jefferson or Uncle Donnie? Nope. Like, those characters are throwaway characters at best. Like, I could see maybe in 10 years, like, Jordan Downey might try to resurrect this uh, or something, depending on how his career is going. And maybe, you know, maybe start from the beginning and pretend like this uh, piece of trash didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. it's so weird that this ended up going the way it did. And, yeah, it's uh, super disappointing and, um, and, and embarrassing all around. I mean, I can't just imagine that they were, they were sitting there, like, after they did their first, like, rough cut or even in their final cut, and they were all watching it together and just going, like, yeah, good job. That was funny. Yeah, this is Look, good. The fact that we have more puppets than human characters great idea that's going to go over great with everyone (laughs) but uh but yeah so i digress uh this movie is obliterated the heathens have spoken you are obliterated well i feel better how about you uh yeah i i I am shocked and appalled at like the just the the drop in quality um it's like you know whatever level of exponentially better the cinematography lighting and video quality got that same level uh the writing uh got exponentially worse yeah it's it's so weird thinking that if you could take the cinematography of this movie and put it onto uh thanks killing one or combine it with the writing of thanks killing one then you'd really have something but unfortunately that's not the way it went uh so anything else left to add partner uh not at all steve uh i can not not recommend this movie enough. <laughs> I know, right? It's so sad. You can watch it on Tubi uh, for free, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to do that with your life. However, 
you know what else you can watch on Tubi for free is the first Thanks Killing. And uh, if you haven't seen that, I would watch that and stop. Yep. And also check out our episode for Thanks Killing One afterward. So uh, that's it for <laughs> Kevin Ball wrote. Sorry to interrupt, Steve. Kevin Ball wrote, you'll be hearing from the Thanks Killing Appreciation Committee. That's a pretty small committee, I'm, I'm guessing. Listen, I don't think John Downey's going to reach no, out. No, I don't us. think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't even. Hmm, I don't even follow him on Twitter. Should probably start. But uh, hey, you never know. We were reached out by one Timothy Stack and uh, the guy from Chainsaw Reindeer. So you never know; it could happen. Yeah. And Rob Liefeld kind of is mad at us for no <laughs> yeah. reason. Well, yeah, he. Um, hey, I'm still in that chat room, so everything is okay between us and Rob Liefeld. Yeah, and who isn't he right. mad at? Oh, tell me about it. God, I haven't even seen any anything uh, vindictive by him in a while, which is too bad. I wanted to make that like a regular um feature on this show it's like oh man we, we may need to do a, a wellness check on yeah. <laughs> the authority yeah. <laughs> absolutely well uh thanks for joining us there uh kevin and uh anyone who uh checked out this episode if you wanted to share it with some people that'd be great because the more people who listen the better it is for us subscribe on youtube and of course download uh wherever you get podcasts and uh, we'll see you next Sunday where we'll be talking about something uh, Christmas themed. Um, so, oh, and uh, I did, I'm starting up a crowdfunder for issue two for uh, Escape to Earth. Um, I, uh, and there was a Black Friday sale going on. I guess it's still going on if anybody wants to get a copy of Escape to Earth uh, number one at half price. Oh, you just can't beat those prices. And Steve, uh, I believe that you're prom you're, you're committed to a uh, no puppets uh, in issue number two of Escape. You got to that Earth. right. It is puppet free. The whole story will be puppet free. Thank you for adding that. A puppet a puppet free America is a is a safe America, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I don't know if I uh, agree to that one hundred percent, but uh, sure, sure, why not? So uh, if you don't know what Escape to Earth is, my comic, stay tuned because a promo is gonna play. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Uh, take it easy. I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. <laughs> Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Come loose. Come loose, behind you. Whoa! thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then, she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. 
36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.